0: This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hello, Hi, Caitlin. It's we are so back. so good to see you. I know. It's so good to see you. Um, opening my Google Drive felt like I needed to like... <gasps> Break the
1: dust off, let the moths out. I was rereading my notes and I was just like, who wrote those? (laughs) We're going in in cold, guys. (laughs) I did rewatch the episode. Oh, good, good, good. Um, Hi, everybody.
0: I know that the last uh, few months have been um, uneventful when it comes to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Things have been nuts, but they're settling down. I had a very restful vacation. Feeling good about that. My niece's cancer is in remission. So my my student loans are paid off.
1: But really, Emma.
0: Both are very important. So, yeah, feeling feeling much better. I had therapy today and it went really well. Are you
1: tired, though? Like, I would always be like... Yes, yes. I'm
0: emotionally tired, but... I'm very happy to be back and I think that Yay. it'll be nice to get back into a nice every other week routine um, with you guys here on video and on audio, however you want to listen to us. Yeah. Thank you for your patience and your kind words while we were recuperating we, Yeah,
1: from life. Making it through.
0: <laughs> Making it through survival mode status. Um, not much at the top of the show, obviously, because we haven't done anything. Yeah, been a little quiet. Been a little quiet. We're back, though. Uh The only thing to share up front is that How I Met Your Father is coming back at the end of January. So in addition to our regular podcast, we'll also have, of course, season two, Him If, mini-sodes for Patreon only. Of course. So we are back. If you don't want to sign up for Patreon right away, I totally understand. We get but- it eventually if you ever want to join and listen to all those back minisodes you're welcome to there's all of season one in there um, and we're going to be starting on season two later this month any any announcements from your end caitlin
1: no Mm i don't
0: think so i mean keep it tight tonight get get right into the meat so you guys can get the best i feel like i have things to
1: say to you and i'm Uh, just
0: like (sighs) it's just been months it's been months since we've even talked it feels like i know i know i have so much tea but i'm just like too tired to even talk about it right now you know what it's about you know yeah so we'll (laughs) we'll deal with that later um okay so let's get into oh i should say stay tuned at the end for nine legendary moments that have been sitting in We're so prayers. rusty <laughs> and now let's get into natural history this episode is brought to you by our patreon patreon pals especially our almighty five members who were in december hopefully they still are ben adam tish and johnny we um, our you. sliding scale means no matter <laughs> what you can afford you enjoy all of our perks That means early access to every episode we actually make, private live streams with us when we do them, and full-length interviews with guests and more. And, starting in January, Season 2 reviews of How I Met Your Father. Mm -hmm. We both really enjoyed Season 1. Obviously, we hated some characters. You can go and listen and find out who now. Join for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. Okay! This is one of my favorite episodes, Mm. Um, so I am glad that we are coming at it refreshed and ready to go. This is Natural History, Season 6, Episode 8. The writers are Baze and Thomas. And if you couldn't tell by now when they're on the gas of an episode, you might not be listening to our... Yeah, exactly. There's so much going on. There's, it pushes the story forward so much. Mm -hmm. Deeper character stuff, but we're also, but that character growth is also like propelling the story, right? Especially with Barney. And this is just, just a wonderful episode. And I feel like, I feel like Carter and Craig do Marshall and Lily so well. Mm. I feel like a lot of times, they're kind of lost in the shuffle or they get kind of like stereotypical, like caricatured as like the husband, wife mm-hmm. stuff. But Carter and Bayes always do such a good job, like building that deep relationship. So love it so much. It's so good. We've got the big themes. We've got the big questions and everyone's moving forward. So <clears throat> in case you forgot, Zoe's an asshole. Um, <laughs> She continues now, to be the worst. She continues to be the worst. And now she's even ruining crossword day. And so Ted's really pissed that Zoe is just infiltrating every aspect of his life. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that tonight, Zoe will probably hate them most of all because they are dressing up like the fat cats they are <laughs> and going to the Natural History Museum's Autumn Spectacular. So they're all in their tuxes and their beautiful dresses They've never looked better. Everybody looks so sexy, so good. Um, I love Lily's dress the most. Oh, hands down. Love it so much. I'm just going to make your, pop your thing out so I can see you while we're chatting. There we go. Okay. So they, they're getting all ready. And right away we have Lily saying like, oh, can you imagine if our college selves saw us like this? And, like, how anti-establishment they were back then. And we get this flashback to, you know, Marshall and Lily having a sandwich in the dorm. We always oh. love when, when they bring that back. And, and that's usually, like, the, the Carter Craig episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they, had like, made fun of this poor guy, Russell, who was going to a funeral. <laughs> yeah. Because his,
1: was his it his mom, mom died? His right? mom died. Like, they're like, don't <sighs> even come to drum circle. And Lily's just like, yeah. Like, Fucking just giving poser. him so much Yeah, give him so much shit. Meanwhile, his mom's dead. Awful,
0: awful, awful. Um, so, yeah. Um, Lily says, We're still those people, but Marshall is uh, not in agreement because he has changed his path without telling her. So, it's like best burger in New York all over again. Mm. He's, he's made this decision, he's pivoted, um, and he hasn't told her. And also, he's like, He's, like, moving away from the the person that they both thought he was and that Lily still thinks he is
1: without telling her. Yeah. And growth is fine and, I think, expected in a relationship, but, like, it's the not telling her. Yes. Yes. that's That's the, like, sticky part, you know? Yeah, 100%. So they're at
0: the museum. They all look hot. And as they're walking in, they start telling these stories of um, like (laughs) criminal acts from the museum, and we find out that Barney knocked down the blue whale of this iconic blue whale,
1: like the the giant, giant hanging from the ceiling.
0: It's been in so many movies, um, and it's such a piece of New York, right? And apparently, he knocked it down with his uncle Jerry when he was Mm -hmm. there as a child. Of course, the gang doesn't believe him. Uh, and so this sort of sets up a a huge piece of the episode. And then, in flies, in sails, the fucking captain. The I captain, wait. maybe one of the greatest recurring characters so in good. M.M. history. George Van Smoot, played by the wonderful, the weird Kyle McLaughlin. And we find out that the captain went to school with artillery Arthur. And that's how they all got hooked up with these tickets. And on his way out, is it Arthur that says, don't touch anything? Or is it the captain? I can't remember. The One of them says, no, it's so the, the captain. captain it's like, says, don't touch anything. He says, don't touch anything. And that's all Robin and Barney want to do.
1: Immediately. But in that moment,
0: in addition to, you know, the challenge being accepted, Lily finds out that Marshall was offered this five-year contract at GMB, and he wants to say yes. So, what the fuck? She didn't know any of this. He has completely left her out of the loop, probably because he's embarrassed that he's changing in a direction that maybe he isn't even happy with. But it's, it's that's growing just- up, right? It's the reality. Living they live in New York City. That shit's expensive. Yeah. You have to make money. And someone has tons of debt that they are for sure still paying off. So let's be realistic, Miss Lily. Hmm, Lily? Hmm. Yeah, for real. So that's that's our that's our shocking cold open.
1: Boom. A lot. There's a lot there. So much going on. And even if you don't realize it at the beginning of the episode, too, you know, with like mm-hmm. Uncle Jerry and the whale and like all of it. It mm-hmm. just so good yeah um so we come back and we're you know in the ancient egypt exhibit and barney and robin start to one-up each other which yeah. is a pretty dangerous situation because they're so competitive and they like to win yeah um and because this is a bays and thomas episode like everything's just all happening at once so bear with tiny us little dear. Scenes. tiny, yeah. tiny little, little scenes little yeah. bits little snippets i'm just going to try Go through it chronologically, I guess. But yeah, yeah, that's so, anyway, so Lillian Marshall continued to try to have this conversation about his career at uh, GNB. But before he can even do that, Ted has to like join in and share this like very mm-hmm. cool piece of the museum. Um, if you stand in one corner of the room and you whisper the way that the acoustics are, your voice will carry it and it'll sound like you're standing next to you. So it's like very sophisticated, super, super cool. Um, and <clears throat> I, I felt like you know, like the parts of this was like robots versus wrestlers. Like Ted is in, in his element, right? Super fancy, but maybe like robots versus wrestlers was like kind of a reset for him, and he realized yeah. that he's not—he doesn't want to be that douchey. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he's talking about something super sophisticated, and in the demonstration to the rest of the <laughs> friends, he uses words like diarrhea, <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> Which so uh, when Jack was little, if I needed him to smile for a picture, I'd go diarrhea, and he <laughs> would lose it. And I'd get, like, the best silly faces out of him. It so <sighs> it's a good um, one. And poo-poo platter, of course. Poo-poo platter. Yep, yep, yep. Poo-poo platter. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's so good. You nailed it. Uh, yeah. And so, like, this is happening, right? Ted's, like, whispering all these words as Marshall and Lily are trying to have, like, this very serious, like, adult mm-hmm. kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Marshall's trying to sell Lily a little bit on G and be like you know it's not that bad like look at all this look what we got around here it's pretty pretty cool yeah. um and so as like Ted is like saying these <coughs> things I look around the room he spots <sighs> that fucking bitch uh, she's stupid. All Zoe. Like, Stupid fucking Zoe. She's like got her stupid little fucking like French twist updo or some bullshit, um, yeah. some a f- fancy black dress, some like diamonds and sparkle, whatever. And it's interesting because, and we'll find out why. But like, she's surprised that Ted's there, but she knows who's coming to this party. But whatever. But anyway, so Ted sees her and he's like, "What are you doing here? Like, what are you here to protest?" But it's not a protest. Uh, she turns out, turns out she's married to the captain. The, fucking the same man, wife. the fucking captain's wife. The man who paid for this whole entire fancy fucking party. So who is she to be calling Ted a fat cat when mm-hmm. her husband is George Van Smoot? Yeah. I mean, we saw the ring in like what? The first episode yeah, she was yeah, in, yeah, right? Off her glove.
0: So we knew she had a a big rock on her hand and now we know it came from the captain. And I will, I will point out, I will go back to counting the dumb hats. Oh, no dumb hat this episode so we stand at eight dumb hats eight dumb hats you heard it here this is only her third episode right this is eight that's ridiculous in three episodes yeah so um again we see oh go ahead go ahead
1: yeah old stuff is great that line yes Ted Ted is so snarky like I love I love this piece of him ted rarely has
0: the upper hand mm-hmm. he's usually the gullible one the one who's getting being had right so yep. it's nice to see him have this moment um throughout the episode but right here when he can really just fucking give it to her and so good oh just love it so much mm-hmm. so robin and barney are still touching all this stuff um i have to say Despite their breakup in season in season five, the chemistry is still off the charts. Sparks are flying. Sparks are flying. I love as, them together as they're drumming on that turtle shell, opening the beers on the lion's mouth, which I love. Me too. Touching to them, them, walking around. around, yeah, anything they can touch. I love it. Me too. And then uh, we we cut back to Ted and Zoe, and the captain's there now too. And Ted is just making fun of Zoe via the captain, just enjoying that Zoe is just so embarrassed that this this is the guy that she's married Mm -hmm. to after all the games she's talked. And I have to shout out the captain because Ted told the captain what his preferred name was
1: and the captain used it. And this is back in, what, 2010? so progressive yeah 2010 and
0: yeah exactly he is he is an, a real ally mm-hmm. of, of galactic president superstar Nick <laughs> Awesomeville and I wrote in all caps does the sea call to you as it calls <laughs> to me and Ted yeah Ted just has some really great lines here when he says I wish me and my dad were as close as you guys are <gasps> And oh. uh, I'm half Jewish. Will that be a problem? I I'm like about snort. La- la- ev- I love it so much. Ted is Ted is great here, and and calls her a bored little trophy wife. Just like
1: fully nails her, and I love yeah, it because she's like. Because she says to him, like, because he, he makes a joke about the age gap. And she's like, oh, you want to make this personal? As though everything she hasn't done to date hasn't been personal. The name on the billboard, the phone number. His phone she number. She shows up at his work. She shows up, like. At his apartment, egging the apartment. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And, but then she pulls out her stupid fucking tape recorder. He's like, destroy Ted Mosey. Like. You could not look more bored, bitch. You could not look more right. bored. Ted nails it, which is why she gets pissed. The blonde, the blonde problem continues.
0: agree. The blonde problem continues. Yep. Um, yeah, go ahead with Marshall and
1: Lil's. Yeah, so Marshall and Lily continue their conversation. And Lily's like, what happened to being an environmental lawyer? But Marshall points out, like, they've grown up. They have a mortgage. They had a ton of debt. They want to have a baby. They live in the city. And yeah. I feel like... Lily is so short-sighted here and so unrealistic about what it would mean for the rest of their lives and their Mm -hmm. future should he turn this opportunity down right um and she's like you know she's she's just so upset and says to him what would college you say if you heard what you were saying right now and I don't give a fuck about what college me would say because college me knows nothing college me is a dumb bitch college me bitch. was so stupid the stupid like the dumbest the dumbest and
0: you're the- barely a you're you're not a fully formed adult in college right, right. You're 25 when your prefrontal cortex is, uh-huh. is fully formed like i don't give a fuck what college kate has to say about anything
1: yeah college kate college Caitlin. we're <laughs> laying on the floor in a sap and shot bathroom all right that's what we were doing that's what we were doing. That is what we were doing. Like, why would I listen to her?
0: Why would I listen to her? She was drinking rum out of a plastic what? container called Ron Rico. Do they even still make that? I don't know. It's like paint thinner.
1: So disgusting. And College also I Kate feel like- was So
0: dumb. So
1: dumb. So. Kate- College Caitlin got knocked up. Knocked up. Come on. Come on. Um, but also I feel like <laughs> Lily is completely missing- the more valid argument in that like you kept this from me like instead of like what would college here like don't lead with that lead with like what well but I think she I think she she gets there yeah 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 yeah. I think she knows
0: why he hit it because it's it's he knows that she would be embarrassed of him which is so stupid because she's just a kindergarten teacher not that that's that's like like, not a great profession but like (laughs)
1: How is she saving the world? You know? Yeah, she's kindergarten, teaching, education. We're heroes, Kate. Don't you know that? Just <laughs> the, the silent <laughs> soldiers. Fuck me. Um, yeah, like, like, she doesn't have a, like, <clears throat> prestigious job or, like, she's not the art person she was going to be, like, right, exactly. She's not, she's, she is... From what we can tell, very
0: far from who she was, and and they get into that later. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm jumping ahead. He fights back, but yeah. So but, Lily's being unreasonable.
1: Yeah, and also in the background, Ted is saying things like wieners and growlads, <laughs> very like <laughs> highbrow humor. Yeah. Um, but you know, at this point, Marshall's really come to terms with that he's may never be an environmental lawyer, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And Lily should be okay with it too, because dreams shift and change over time. Like for me, I wanted to be a speech therapist. I don't want to do that anymore. And that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't serve me anymore. Right. It doesn't. And that's all right. Um, And and so, like, Lily looks betrayed. And she does have a point because she asks Marshall how long he's felt this way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and it's, what, he said, like, two and a half years?
0: He said since the first day at GMB. Right?
1: That's a long time to, like, be keeping that a secret from your spouse. Mm-hmm um But also, again, Lily, you have a ton of freaking credit card debt. You want to live a certain way. There's a cost to that. Yes, like exactly. With with me, like potentially leaving education, like Chris and I had to sit down and like look at our finances. And like, if you want to leave education, these are the 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 things we have to, the choices we have to make. We have to make a lot yeah. of cuts and this and that and that. Mm-hmm. If you want to stay, in, if you want to keep our life the way it is, then you can stay at this job. But if the cost is too high you know right, so like right, right. i just, yeah i understand i gotta make some changes and that's okay yeah. or i don't and i say in this fucking shit hold yeah. up but it's, it's up to you because you're an adult right <laughs> and she wants to have a baby and they look again they live in new york city with an apartment
0: that's already been a money pit right the hershey squirts fucking slanted floors did right.
1: you say hershey squirts yeah that's what ted says in the background i wrote it down oh, hershey squirts that's right i put it for it i heard that <laughs> um
0: uh, yeah so fuck fuck college us they didn't know anything they were dumb as shit no no
1: um i have like a little a little line do you like my dates
0: <laughs>
1: no no thanks he stopped the penguin yeah we're- we know robin
0: loves a penguin so that was really cute oh
1: it's so cute and like just like i love the joy like as she's like doing all this silly shit it's just so fun <sighs> The best. I'd um, love to see her happy. Mm-hmm. So, uh let's see. Yeah. So, Marshall and Lily are also having like. Oh wait, sorry, I just jumped ahead. Ted and That's Zoe go off into the separate into a separate room and they have a private conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ted's like, you know, like leave. What's happening? It's okay. Yo, I can't really can hear, hear, him hear. Him that much. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard you. He's talking about our Costco membership. Oh. <laughs> um so yeah so ted and and zoe go off into this room the bug room Mm -hmm. and um zoe's like what do you want like what the fuck do you what what does he want are you right she's unhinged like she's insane i can't Um, handle her at all yeah get your head out of your ass um but she's like leave me alone and so she she just like gives him like this song and dance and it's just i hate everything about her their stupid crying face. I hate it so much. Yeah, she like she starts to Ugh. cry. She's just like, I hate 10. I married this man at twenty-two and I hate boats. I just hate boats. Like she's just And we find out that was all fake. Like she's a psychopath. Yeah, she's manipulative as
0: fuck. like there's another blonde later on that is like the crazy one, but this is pretty nuts. Like the other one
1: is no spoilers, like just like certifiable, sir, and like almost like comically insane. This is like twisted, manipulative. I'm going to fuck with your livelihood. This is emotional terrorism. Yes, yes,
0: it absolutely is. Fuck Zoe. Um, let's see. Oh, I was gonna say, I love before when Zoe pulls Ted into the bug room. She does sort of get him away from the man in the monocle with, that she's talking to when he's like so is it cheaper to just buy the one and good luck killing james bond all of his like little like snarky jokes in front of her just to be like are oh, so good they're so freaking good uh, we see Barney and Robin both dressed up in the full the full garb of uh is it the caveman or the well Barney is in the egyptian outfit right and Robin's in the caveman outfit, and they're just still having a blast. And then we go back to Marshall and Lily, and she's like, I can't believe that you didn't tell me all this time. Like you've been lying to me. He's like, ah, uh uh Haven't been lying, been making up words. Absolutely. Every time you asked me, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, every single time that he she asked about it. Um, mostly to get reassurance that this wasn't the life that they were, you know, falling into.
1: He mm-hmm. would just
0: make up a word that sounded like yes, but didn't mean anything, in order to, you know, lawyer her and and stay
1: safe from lying. When I was rewatching watching that scene had come up, and I told Chris he can't use that trick of using made up words because I'm watching this episode and I'll know where he got it from. When he like he <laughs> you like this scarf, and he says like something cr- like. Super crazy word, and Chris. Just like I was like, no, you can't do that for me.
0: Okay. Oh God. And then in the in the bug room, Ted admits that the lion's head, uh, what do they call that facade? Should mm-hmm. be a landmark. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Zoe has been recording this entire time. And I said, this is not a fucking game, bitch. Like this is his job. This is his dream. Like. How many people in one generation get to build a new building in Manhattan? Never. never, that never happens. Nope. No, as, as the vet in season one said, Robin, nobody does that.
1: Oh, yeah. Aww. No, nobody.
0: Nobody does that. Hmm. So, she needs to step off. She, I said she's literally the villain of this entire fucking
1: show. She really is. I, I I hate her more than Victoria, honestly. You don't hate Victoria anymore, ma'am. I, all right. She just annoys the shit out of me. I know, but I miss her. I would what rather have I, her than someone. I wonder that- if we'll
0: ever see her
1: again. Hmm. Me too. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Um, oh, one thing, when Lily and Marshall were talking, too, before, like, she, like, walks away from him, and she says, like, she wants the person she fell in love with. Very sad
0: and mean and hurtful. Well, come on, well. But the thing is, like, she's panicking, and this kind of reminds me of in college when you come back from the summer and all of your friends, like, you don't get along as well as mm. you used to, and you're all mad at each other because you think the other person changed. It's like, you all changed. You all changed. You all yeah. changed. It's everybody's fault, and it's okay because it's not anybody's fault. Right. Like, I, was, I was
1: say that at work. A they're lot, both lately. Like, it's. Nobody's fault, but everyone can take a share of the blame. Like yes. you just and it's not also. a bad thing. Right, exactly. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. So at this point, like you said, like uh Robin's got us the spear and like the mm-hmm. um whatever, and Barney's got the whole garbon and they're caught by a security guard and Barney's like, Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Um <laughs> So then they're in security and the security guard is just like, he's like not very impressed by what the, they're doing. He's like, we've seen everything. Mommy's playing poker, penguins and volcanoes. Some kid even knocked down the blue whale. Ding, ding, ding. Just exactly what we were hoping for. Ding, ding, ding. Uh-huh. Um, and, and he says this thing. He's like, but it wasn't just anyone. It's a six year old kid. And that story was legend. And then the phone rings. He's like, hold on. Um, but oh my God, could Barney actually be telling the truth? Because it, like so many of his other stories, they just seem so outlandish. Like, yeah, it's just not plausible. Yeah. Um, but here, the security guard tells us that he could check the files to prove it, and I like he's just kind of like leaning back, like he's trying to almost feel like like show off a little. Yeah. Bit, you oh. Know? Yeah. For sure. For sure. And yeah. I think it is. It's the
0: albino guy from the heat, right? Oh my god! It is. I couldn't figure out why. <coughs> who's your wife a bag of flour. Who's your wife? A five pound bag of flour with a hole in it. I think that's my mom's favorite line from any movie ever.
1: Oh, uh, how did I? Oh, wow, oh. that. How many times have we seen that fucking movie? That would have been, been bad. That would have been bad. I'm going you What a bad to What a bad feedback. Is that? Fair question. We Fair say a question. Are you a
0: lady? Are you a girl or a boy? You say that all the time. Fair question.
1: Fair question. And they're all like, mm hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, and they have like the Gina. God,
0: so fucking good. And it's like, we're talking, The Heat is like the best movie ever made. Just go watch it. Just please. And then right in the middle, it's also the most disgusting movie I'll ever see. (laughs) Like, out of nowhere. I'm always like, oh. I get into the diner and I'm like, oh, God, I forgot about this scene. Every time I forget. I don't know how. I have almost uh, no
1: storage available on my phone. And actually, um, I pay Apple for some storage, but I will oh, not shit. delete the heat. <laughs> I will not. It's on my phone still. I won't delete it.
0: Just in case. You never know when you're going to need it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So It is the best. It is the best.
1: So, yeah, that's who that is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Nice little bird walk there. Um, so back at the party, Ted um, and the captain sit down. They kind of have, like this heart to heart and the captain's like, oh, here my wife got you. And he's like, yeah, I try being married to that, you know? He's And um, no thank you, captain. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Um, yeah. No shit. <laughs> but he offers to do Ted a solid. He's like, you know what? I'll delete that for you. Like, no problem, because I know she's kind of a little bitch and it's you know, I'm glad that she's got these little things that keep yeah, her very wobble, condescending. Very yeah. condescending, and he's like, "But when she throws a temper tantrum, and that temper tantrum gets in the way of someone doing their job, that's a problem." Which I could not agree with you more. That's exactly what she's doing. She's yeah, yeah, yeah a yeah, temper yeah. tantrum. Um, but like the way he talks about her is, you know, that's his wife. It's kind of hurtful. Yeah, right, for sure. Um, and you know, Ted is appreciative of the offer, but he's like. You know what? Don't worry about it. And you know what? I don't think she's throwing a temper tantrum. I think she's just standing up for what she believes in, and I respect that. I don't. But okay. Um, and the captain's like, alright, fine. But you gotta come out in the boat. And then he comes alive, and he scoots in real close next to Teddy's yeah. like, she's amazing. Wait, You know, like, this fucking right. boat. It's That's how he talks about the boat Depend like, com- like, compared to how he talks about his wife. Right, and for, his wife is just an annoying little bored child.
0: Hmm, maybe you should have married
1: someone half your age, bro. Right? And I don't know if this was like an attempt for Craig and Carter to make us feel bad for Zoe because we see her in the background kind of like the stupid faces. Um, And a little late for that, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. Sorry. She's just so unlikable. Um, But Ted, we have the voiceover from uh, future Ted reminding us that when you stand in the right spot, you can hear an entire mm-hmm. conversation. So I'm glad you got to hear that, Zoe. You know? <laughs> yeah i hope you feel real bad about yourself exactly so are you okay are you dying <clears throat> i've had this like cold since before christmas that like just uh, lingers yeah
0: yeah yeah terrible no
1: covid keep testing myself it's just like and then i'll like cough or like Move some flum around, it's real gross. Sorry. Fans. <laughs> I wrote,
0: Zoe heard the whole thing. Who
1: cares? Fuck her.
0: So yeah, that's <laughs> that was my opinion on that. I agree. Um, all right. And then we go back to the security guard's office, and Robin cannot believe what she's hearing because he's got the paperwork out and he's just going through it, and all of it is lining up with what Barney told them on the way in and even, Wild. You know, Barney's a, a full blown liar was a pathological liar, right? And so she is like, nope, absolutely not, definitely not, that's not true. And then we get to the name Barney Stinson, who was released into the custody of Jerome Whitaker, his
1: father. Father.
0: His father.
1: Which and Barney's like,
0: no, no. Uncle, Uncle Jerry Daddy. is his dad. And uh yeah, I gotta say it hits home. It hits home because I had an uncle Jesse who turned out to be my grandfather. It's just insane. found just found out this year that Uncle Jesse was actually my grandpa. And that's Uncle Jesse he was Uncle Jesse to my dad and was my dad's dad. So that's fucking crazy.
1: Jesse, Jerry.
0: Uncle Jerry, Uncle Jesse. The show continues to be relevant in new ways i never
1: thought possible oh yeah right really really grows with yeah it really does agreed agreed i was talking to somebody i was at oh i was working at a bar and they had for sale a shirt and it was like the one where you bar with your friends and i was just like mm. i'm just like the friend stuff is like just tired someone's like oh, you don't like friends i was like mm, I, don't. I don't it's all right i mean it's just you, you know. know what
0: i do like
1: it's like I'm um, but how I met your mother. Now there's a show that now goes deeper than yeah. the topical issues that mm, Friends just kind mm, of skims. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like yeah. Marshall and Lily don't have a baby that then just disappears like Ross. <gasps> what happened to Ben? What happened to Emma? Oh, okay, like I, I, just all of it, all of it. Yes. yes. No. I, I totally. do have to say, I promised Chris I would point this out. So again, I was rewatching the episode today. Yeah. And um, there's this. When they announce that it was Barney Stinson who, like, knocked it down, Barney says, who's the master, Leroy? And he starts cra- – Chris starts cracking up, and I go – he goes, do you know what that's from? I was like – he goes, it's from The Last Dragon. I was just like, oh, I guess it's, like, a martial artsy." Model. Oh, of course it is. So I, I started to, to Google a little that. bit about it, and then I just got real bored right away. I'm just like mm-hmm. – I'll Fair. just give him the shout-out, because he was so proud.
0: Thing and was like, yeah, so
1: he was, like, real proud about that, but...
0: I'm sure there are some men who talk about How I Met Your Mother who covered it at length, so... I'm sure... Oh, wait, no, they don't do their show anymore. But, um... Oh. They can they can get
1: out of here. Yes so.
0: well, yes we are. LOL, yes okay, we are. Okay, so, um... Yeah, so Uncle Jerry, we find out... So Jerome Whitaker, we know Barney's dad's name. Holy shit. Holy That's shit. This, this whole episode has been right had hard. it,
1: ready to give to him and he was like, I got a dad.
0: I, <laughs> I got, his got his a dad. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so
0: then we cut over and we see behind glass. The this is this is the reason that this all happened in in a museum, right? Is because mm-hmm. college marshall is extinct. And that's what he's trying to explain to Lily, that, like, that's not who we it are doesn't anymore. doesn't exist anymore, yeah. There's no college Lily either, you know? And so Lily's talking to college Marshall, and she's really sad because, because he's, he's becoming a different he's person. He's changed but so much, what, yeah. He's changed so much, but what she realizes from talking to him is the important stuff hasn't changed. He still loves the crap out of her. He hasn't cheated on her.
1: So um, the world of her doesn't write her any poems but she's okay with that okay. and he lacks, okay. lasts longer in bed yeah college lily lily thinks those are orgasms so <laughs> i like snorted at that line too like i was just like <laughs> <laughs> so good <gasps> i was like i sure a woman didn't write that line i don't yeah. know
0: <laughs> <laughs> so she's mad that he doesn't care about saving the world but None of the important stuff has changed. The, yeah, the he, just, he wears a tie them... now,
1: and that's about it. Yeah, and I love the moment
0: where we see it's like a it's like a fast cut from her talking to college Marshall to adult Marshall walking up, and like the difference between them. Yeah, and it's like yeah. oh my god! Like you feel the years there. You can like really feel the 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 change between the two. Yeah, instead of just like a flashback, they're like in the same in the same space and Lily still has them both in their head, right? In her head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, he walks up and he's, he just asks her if
1: he's okay, if
0: she makes a ton of money and, you know, spoils, he spoils her with her. it.
1: And, um, I had this in my notes, uh, that, you know, like he wanted to be an environmental lawyer and that was like one of his passions, but like the true passion is Lily and the family yes. that they're going to build together. And that is, yes. is just a means to an end. And like that. But you said, that's the important thing. That's the constant. That's the thing that has never, ever, ever changed. Ever. And that's
0: always been, yeah, that's always been him. Like, he wanted mm-hmm. to be married. He wanted to have a family. Mm-hmm. Everything he's done up until this point has been for her, honestly, for her. because if it wasn't for her, he'd be living in St. Cloud. Like, let's be real.
1: Yeah, he would not be in New York City. He would not he be would,
0: in New York City. He hates have New a, York City.
1: He'd have, like, a six-foot-tall wife and, like, a thousand children, like, right. if he didn't, if he didn't like, care. Like, yeah, um, I love as Grown Up Marshall and Lily are walking away we have College Marshall, there he goes Mr. Marathon Man Mr. Stamina himself and he goes I can kiss better than that old man
0: I love how he <laughs> has that
1: <laughs> It's so good he's so
0: jealous and we also get another, another um, call back to season one with the Olive Theory when Lily says we'll make it work Yeah. We get a couple of those throughout the show, which is so sweet.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sweet, I also just love always Robin and Barney together. And I just, like, there, when, when he, and he, and you see this, with all, like, with the, each different character, I feel like when he, like, allows himself to be more vulnerable in those ways, you know, um, and I just, I just, I'm so touched when I see that, and I love seeing them yeah. together, and and so Robin's trying to be gentle and, and talk to him about it and asking him when was the last time he saw him, and Barney said that was it. My mom was really upset, and he never came around, and um, I think he moved, you know, maybe moved away, and <clears throat> and so. God, my grandma was such a Loretta. Wow.
0: My grandma was such yeah. a fucking Loretta. Like she, she just like boxed everyone out and and just didn't want anybody's help and just raised the kids yeah. by herself and was like, nope,
1: yeah, that's um, Loretta. Man. Barney has it. Like Robin says something to Barney about like, well, maybe you know, security guard got it wrong, and and Barney's like, but that's the thing. Like you do know, you yeah. do. That's that's my dad. Like you do know that's there wasn't a mistake, um, and he asks her to. Like keep it quiet. He's yeah. trying to deal with it and process it. And, and that, if you think back to how like season one or season one, season six first started, right? Like it's cleaning house and like this whole big like theme of that. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, you know, I feel like throughout Barney's life, like Bob Barker was his dad, and then like more recently, he's come to terms with that's not really his dad. And like his mom was, you know, then he his was black. black. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. It was black for an episode. Right, then, right, yeah. right. Um so, you know, it's just I, I I can't even imagine what that must must feel like, especially to not even be expecting that at all. Um And then to yeah. know that you've known your dad the whole time. Yeah. And then like why didn't he ever come back? All the things, yeah, you know? Yeah, yep. yep. All the things. <clears throat> um the Zoe confronts Ted. They start dancing. Fart. She tells him yeah, <sniffs> tells him she because she's going to beat him fair and square. <laughs> Game on. Me, me, me. Like Just stop. I don't care about anything between It's no. very much oh. like
0: playground toxic bullshit of like pulling pigtails and pinching each other. Like it's just so immature.
1: It's I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um. Um so yeah so then at the end we get this really quick scene of marshall working at gmb arthur knocks on the door and is like hey marshall it's 3 a.m uh so you know why don't you just not even go home and future ted tells us that marshall stayed on at gmb but it wasn't forever and as the camera pulls back we get to see another exhibit and it's corporate corporate marshall who's extinct so like i like you're saying jumps that moves that story ahead like now what what what's coming down the pike for him yeah. like where will what he comes be after yeah. Corporate Marshall. yeah what comes next
0: for any of us like when is this version of us going to be extinct
1: right Ooh, that's heavy well that's so again i don't need to make this about me but like no, leaving yeah. education yeah um, that's a big like, deal i hate that like educators are only seen as educators like i'm not allowed to have a real life i'm not allowed to post pictures like people won't go there's a a bar we go to a happy hour in town like people won't go there because god forbid a family sees you being a normal person but yet (coughs) at the same time i am also mourning the loss of my identity as an educator it's just such a mind fuck but of course i'm getting to that part too you know like it's it's not where it's not my end game and it's not my forever so speech
0: therapist caitlin's gonna be extinct Mm-hmm. And that's great, and it's wonderful, and it's okay. Yeah, but it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, and I think I think you don't always see it coming. You don't know when it's going to happen, right? And I think yeah. that's what that's we know. That's what happens with Marshall, right? It just sort of something changes, and then everything changes, and that's what mm-hmm. ha- I mean. That's what happened when he became corporate Marshall, right? Like he yeah. found out about all this this debt, and that's he what needed he did. a job and that's that's adult life it's not these like huge opportunities that come along and change your life it's all these little choices that add up to something mm-hmm. that you look back and you're like holy shit that was like the, right. t- the day my whole world changed you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. that's really what this exactly shows. so good at doing so yeah that's natural history what did you
1: think of this episode my friend if if we could leave zoe out of it but though i know i shouldn't great i love marshall and lily i love barney and robin i love Mm -hmm. it's i think kind of like that perfect not perfect but like it's one of those like classic hymn episodes where it's just like so many things are happening it's serious serious stuff like Barney yeah. finds out who his dad is. In the beginning of the episode, he's, they're playing the tortoiseshell like yeah. a bongo. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's the light. It's the dark. It's the heavy. It's the happy. It's the sad. It's, like, mm-hmm. all of it. All of it. Meanwhile, it's, like, scene cut, scene cut. It's, like, just fast-paced. Boom, boom, boom. So well-balanced mm-hmm. in a way that only
0: Carter and Craig can really do. And I maybe that's a question we can ask Craig because we're going to have an interview with him. I gotta, I gotta schedule it, but he's totally in. He's just in. To yeah. ta- just to talk about like how they went about balancing the episodes they did together. Cause there's just so many moving parts. Mm-hmm. And they, and so often an episode will have an a, a plot, maybe a B plot, right? Where there's like focus on Ted and then there's maybe focus on Barney or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But they managed to do all three. We don't care about the Zoe storyline. So, but, I mean, we would consider that like the C the c plot right Mm -hmm. um but we rarely get such a balanced episode and even more rare than that is marshall and lily being front and center like because their life is kind of like figured out Mm -hmm. so it's nice to see because i think i think a lot of times in tv especially sitcoms a couple gets married and then like they're not interesting anymore
1: Right, right. They're boring. Like, no they more just story.
0: And like there's no growth happening. Right. Until they have a kid. But mm-hmm. there's nothing about like marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marshall and Lily mm-hmm. are still growing up together. So like there's still there's still a lot of stuff there. Just because they're married doesn't mean they're not grappling with things. And so I'm I really appreciate the fact that they take their time and don't make yeah. their entire marriage about having kids it's not that's not the conversation they're having every episode you know
1: no no and I I remember when I was in high school I had a, a teacher who said like when you get married don't have kids right away because your wife mm-hmm. will be consumed by children and once they're gone you need to have that like foundation to come back to because it's going to be the two of you for so much longer yeah right uh, god willing you know yeah. totally um two quick little asides one barney's blog which we haven't talked about in a lot in a yeah! while and like, which is like whatever whatever but it's a life of awesome and it has like different things about his life that were um uh just like milestones right so it has like the f- the first necktie a mm-hmm. napkin with his first pickup line things like that a film script that he wrote um but my favorite was a captain, a captain, oh my god, a condom wrapper from the mid to late 1990s on loan from Rhonda French, the man maker. <laughs> so that made me oh, laugh. That it's like god. one of the like exhibits that he would have, um, just because you know, haven't heard about her in a little while. But, um, I did listen to the official How You Met Your Mother podcast, Ooh, Private, Private Joke. And, yeah, so this was kind of so. Alex Lev, Alex Alec, excuse me, Alec Lev. Inter- Interview friend of um, the show, friend of the show, friend of the show, friend of the show. That's why I apologize for saying his name incorrectly because <laughs> maybe he's listening. Um, but they, uh, the people, the guests on this episode were the people who do the stand-ins, and it. Was oh, cool! I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they like talk about like how it's different from like a single camera to like a multi-camera show, and how you're not you don't need to look like the actor you might be playing the role of a small child maybe it's a dog <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the um, stand-ins uh, his name is Ron and he's been doing stand-ins for about 10 years other people 12 years 19 uh, 19 years ni- since 1986 someone from 1980 she was on bosom buddies for cool but anyway Ron who's been doing it for 10 years is cameraman mm-hmm. Mike oh is- that was
0: who passed away oh shit that's right r.i.p. r.i.p mike further in my notes sorry i didn't know he was also a stand-in that's so cool yeah yeah well, um, when we talked to juliet rice she talked about stand-in stuff she was oh yeah here. that's right that's right. really yeah on. yeah
1: you yeah. yeah. forgot oh my god we've been doing this a while we sure um, have caitlin we sure have they said also sometimes they do some voiceover work and so there's <laughs> a woman who did married with children and um she was you heard they used her voice as the voice of Al's mother and like a different hmm. character. And like, it's just kind of like a neat thing, like to be a part of, you know, in that acting world, but not necessarily like I know. a main Oh, I feel like I would, I think, I think I would like that level of fame yeah and they said like it's just fun you get to meet all sorts of different people like someone's like i once stood in as a moose head um another one was stood in as a child like and you're just a grown-up sometimes you're running lines to with the actors to see how things yeah. work like it's pretty cool and the people yeah. um that they were interviewing seemed to like really like enjoy it so
0: mm. yeah yeah, because I think Juliet did some stand-in and background acting. Yeah, right? there, and when we went into it, I remember thinking it was the same thing, but it's it's very it's different. Not, yeah, yeah, it's really
1: cool. So it's neat to hear. Yeah. So I have one thing that's completely
0: unrelated to How I Met Your Mother. Before we do our legendary moments, have you any plans to see the movie Megan? I saw you went to see it with Zoe. Is it good? It is so good. It is right, go literally through. so good. It is. It is exactly what you want it to be. It okay. is like it—it it satisfied all my hopes for it. It's Perfect. campy. It's si- a little silly. It's a little scary, but not—not—not not, not anything. Because she is a doll at the end of the day. <laughs> but it is—it is great. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Her, oh, that's—it's right. Pure—it's pure camp. It's very good. I think you'll love it. I
1: think Chris you'll is love going it. Uh, snowboarding in a couple weeks. If it's still in theaters, I will definitely. Yeah.
0: It should be. it, Dude, it got
1: 98% fresh on I didn't realize that, but I've heard a lot of people talking about it and saying it's good.
0: It was really good. I really liked it. So, uh,
1: Alright. It wasn't great.
0: What? Avatar, way of water. Ew. I had no interest in seeing that. But, I mean. It was like three and a
1: half hours, wasn't it? Almost four hours? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was like three, three and a half I, I
0: kind of wanted to see Babylon, but that was also three and a half hours. I'm like, this is some indulgent money movie bullshit. <laughs> they just are doing it to pay everybody. And I'm like,
1: oh my God, is this this? I'm like, it's pretty. It looks pretty, but I was just kind of like, yes. hey, you know, Cameron, Cameron sucks. Cameron hey, sucks. God. But over it. We went to like the luxury theater, not one that's local, Um, because we, we were like doing like a little bit of like a road trip. Chris was like, I'll take you to a movie because like I needed to like, Build my like, you know, like the spoon theory. I'm like, I have no spoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's like, let's get you spoons. What makes you what helps you build spoons? So I was like, I love the movie, so he's like, okay, too. we'll go. But ready? He let me, or well, not let me, um, because I'm a grown up and I can do whatever. But it felt like it felt too indulgent, and he's just like, yeah, oh, of course, like, do it. I do. Yeah, I had my <gasps> snacks delivered. I had my snacks delivered delivered but you know what I love that shit my sprite was hot it like burned my mouth when i was drinking it like you know like hot piping. soda not piping hot but you know that like oh, yeah. warm carbonation feel and so i was so upset but i drank half of it because chris gave me shit about ordering a soda to begin with and i was like it's delicious and then uh, listen like, we don't we don't <laughs> once we're in the theater none of this matters no lights none. are out none of this happened Fine, like like hours later, I was like, "I'm I'm okay to talk about it now." But I didn't want you to laugh at me and be like, well, that's "What you get?" I was like, "My soda was hot <laughs> and it wasn't good." I ordered we ordered the Bavarian pretzel, which is oh. one pound. Holy shit! Like it was like each twist was like this thick and it was like this high. Was it, it good? Was, it was a lot. Mm, it's hard it to mess with pretzel, but that it sounds like the it's best a lot. It wasn't the best pretzel I ever had, but it wasn't terrible. But it was but just it was like a lot. <laughs> it was heavy on my lap. <laughs> like oh, oh and my then, god! And then so Jack had gotten snow caps for Christmas from somebody uh, his, uh, his dad's side of the family, and he doesn't really like them. But I love them. That's my favorite for the theater. He's like, Mama, you have to like take these. I was like, Are, Are they minty or you? no? No, they're not minty. It's a dark chocolate nonpareil kind of little. Yeah, made. yeah, yeah. I love them. And I do a handful of those and a handful of the popcorn. Mm-hmm. So good. I'm a goober's. I'm a goober's girl um, myself. But I spilled like the entire box. <laughs> of and. Course. I was trying not to have it happen because I've had that happen before, and then like I get up and I have chocolate dots stuck to my butt because it's melted. So I spent like the first like half hour of the movie trying not to sit up, but like <laughs> this, and just like sweeping my seat to get and sweeping between my legs to try and find all the little bits. Oh of my chocolate. god! You know, I can't. I drop my chocolate chips. Like mm-hmm. it's just not good. Um, I get it. Totally. anyway, get so it. Megan, go see that. Perfect. Go
0: see it. It's playing. <clears throat> I don't know how long it'll run, but I, hopefully the, over the next couple of weeks it'll stay. Well, up.
1: actually, Chris's friend might be coming up this weekend, mm-hmm. and they might be hanging out. So maybe I'll just go by myself. We went to
0: the one in Manchester, and they okay. had like the recline. It was in the recliner mm. um, seats in that theater, so was the best. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's anyway. Uh, that's our movie reviews. In case anyone was wondering, go see Megan, everybody. <clears throat> All right, let's get into these legendary moments. That were said so long ago thank you to everybody for your patience um and remember if you are a patron patreon.com slash you get your email read in its entirety and some of you have a lot of wonderful things to say so this one's from tish and tish says hey k and k i enjoyed this episode because we get some barney backstory i know you're not huge fans of zoe understatement but i think it was super sweet that ted stuck up <laughs> for zoe I honestly think my legendary moment has to go to the reveal that Jerome Whitaker is Barney's father. It was such a great moment. Regards, Tish. Good one, Tish. Yeah, great. For sure.
1: Next is Lisa. Lisa writes in to say, hi, ladies. There is a lot to unpack in this episode. Although not a legendary moment, I love the bit about whispering something in one corner and having it heard across the museum. We had an acoustic spot like that in our high school's auditorium, and it was really cool. Um, Lisa, did you ever say Hershey squirts, wieners and gonads, diarrhea, or poo-poo platter? Please let us know. Um, my actual legendary moment is Barney and Robin goofing off with the artifacts in the museum to try and one-up each other. It's just so playfully ridiculous and so entertaining to watch. I love the little moments of comedy that contrast the heaviness of the season and its father's plots. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, my honorable mention goes to Barney finding out who his father is because I know what it is to come with those scenes and I cannot wait for that actor to make an appearance no spoilers of course yeah. have a great week lisa p.s fuck zoe Yay. Yay. <laughs> thanks lisa Thank we always do like you <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right next up is rebecca rebecca says my legendary moment is all the barney and robin scenes in the episode from them touching the exhibits to the security guard saying legendary to barney finding out about his real dad that his real dad wasn't his uncle it was his dad Good ones, Rebecca. Yeah, that was a very strong plot line for sure.
1: Becky gets a little deep with uh, their legendary moment. Uh, Becky writes in and says, my legendary moment or concept of this episode has to be the symbolism with the question, Mm -hmm. what parts of our history do we need to let go, and which parts Mm -hmm. should we hang on to? Mm -hmm. I feel like your 20s is a time when you are discovering who you are, and it's really hard to navigate what's truly important in the big picture of our lives. We are finding our new and improved selves while still wanting to cling to our defining qualities that make us who we are. Nice, Nice, Becky.
0: Hmm. All right, is that the full thing? That's the full thing. Yeah, nice job, Becky. All right, next up is Dominic, and Dominic says, "Hello, I hope you are doing well. I've been listening to the podcast for a few months now and loving it. And I finally caught up, so I can send in a legendary moment. I'm also a patron now too. Yay! Yay! I'm not sure when exactly I need to send my We know you can send it in whenever, and we'll we'll get we'll read it. it. Before I get to my legendary moment, I have a couple of controversial things I want to say. Uh oh, buckle mm. up, <gasps> I have to mention Zura Falls. It's far from my favorite episode, but I actually still enjoy it. I know you hate the unsatisfying ending and how meta it is, but I really like that about it. The worst part of that episode for me is just that I don't really like monkeys. (laughs) Okay.
1: Dominic, I love... I love Zoe's hats! No! (laughs) Dominic, we don't agree on so many things. Dominic!
0: You're lucky I'm Italian now. Yeah, I was like, huh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <Maron. laughs> now my legendary <gasps> moment for natural history this is such you a call great episode a did we talk Pai about that oh my god my my godmother donna who's very italian was like when she saw us it was really funny love donna me too um Ooh, i think I'm that's sorry. when barney was talking to robin after finding out that his uncle is actually his father and robin is trying to say that maybe the security guard got it wrong uh you never know and then barney cuts her off and just says but you do know you do know that's the thing you know Mm -hmm. that just gets me right in the heart every time yeah barney getting serious will always get me um that was too good to not be my legendary moment but i do have a runner up i have to mention i love the entire running bit of being able to hear a conversation perfectly from the other side of the room because of the architectural design I think they use it so well, but I also think it's such an interesting phenomenon. I'm actually a student at Berkeley College of Music, Massachusetts. Mm, we talked Exciting. about, yeah, we talked, um, and last sem- semester I took an acoustics class. We talked about a whole bunch of complicated but interesting things and did a bunch of logarithms that I've already forgotten how to do. But I also specifically remember my teacher talking about some building nearby that had a dome-shaped ceiling so the sound would reflect from all directions right back to the center. Uh, hang on, because there's more and the thing cut off. Dominic, we are committed to reading your entire email. <coughs> Dominique, The dog bee. Just kidding. Um... Okay, so I would be really interested to find out if this thing in the Natural History Museum is real, but it definitely sounds like it could be. It is, I don't know if it's the Natural History Museum, but there is a museum, let me see, Acoustics. I, I looked it up when we were
1: first recording this. Let's see. And there's that one spot, too, at Grand Central.
0: Yeah, though the sitcom didn't shoot on location, the real building does indeed have an indentation in the ceiling in the Hall of American Mammals that causes an echo effect about thirty feet away. So yes, it is true. Very cool. This is another another little piece of true New York
1: fact. Next time we go to New York, (gasps) go to MacLean, we should try and knock down the blue whale. (gasps) We should should try to touch stuff, and we should (laughs) and we
0: should (laughs) (laughs) whisper poo poo platter and diarrhea
1: squirts. Hershey's
0: sorry for the long email but it's been a while so i had a lot to say i'll make sure it's shorter next time keep up the great podcasting dominic p.s i loved the interview with carter
1: thank you Dominic, Yay. and welcome
0: i'm sorry that we uh took a massive break right after you became a patron shout out to you for being here
1: and we appreciate your patience with hope us. you're still listening <laughs> <laughs> next is claire and claire starts off very cleverly with an ahoy k and k oh while Zoe episodes aren't generally my cup of tea, I can forgive her because she was responsible for bringing the captain into our lives. Oh, way to put that into perspective. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Natural history was a good one for many reasons, including College Marshall, Robin and Barney's montage and <clears throat> the fascinating discovery they make as a result in the whispering spot. However, I'm going to give my mo to galactic president superstar McAwesomeville. So glad to have you back. <laughs> I'm <coughs> I'm glad you're doing okay stepping off claire oh, oh i love it anchors anchors away Thanks. next
0: <laughs> up is adam and adam says so this is an interesting episode i think i've fallen where marshall is right now i work as a heavy duty tow operator and i work all the time but make amazing money but my time off and days off are almost invisible mm. it takes a toll on my wife and family but i'm providing a better future for them i feel marshall to be in that I feel for Marshall to be in that rut and take the safe road. And then we meet the captain, finally. He is such mm. a great character. My legendary moment is Robin, just the different cha- challenges and outfits to one of Barney's. Hope <laughs> all is good, your friend, Adam. Thanks,
1: Adam. Thanks, Adam. Next is Kalpesh. Kalpesh writes in and says, Hey, girls, season six is my favorite, but I'm not a big fan of the Zoe Ted equation. No, which. It- my legendary moment is the duel between robin and barney do you want to dance let's dance i live for the dance (laughs) it is a again a significant episode in terms of barney getting to know about his real dad thanks love kalpesh thanks
0: Thanks, buddy all right last but not least is chris and chris says hi ladies how exciting
1: taking your son to visit schools oh this was a while Mm. ago did Mm. he make a decision is no, he's just, yet? he's still, no, and everyone keeps, so it's so interesting. Um, no, because he won't hear back till February at the very, very earliest. But okay. um, like okay. he applied in like October and people are like, did he get in? And I'm just like, relax people. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. keep it down. I don't um, think anyone knows the real cycles. N- nobody, no, that's what I found out. But also there, he didn't apply to any of the early, early admission, decision, early decision. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't, isn't the binding one. But some of his friends did. Um, so they already know. But he has an interview for um, the Honors College at and, um, uh, at Hunter College in New York City. Which I was like, that's so exciting. If they're considering you for admission to the Hunter to Hunter's College, uh, Honors College, I would say it's a pretty good, you know, sign that you'll be accepted. And he was like, Mama. Yeah. it was never like a reach. It was like, I knew I was going to get in. I'm like, okay. oh, but now you know. And yeah, now you're being yeah, yeah. thinking- you're being, you know, considered further out of college. 5% That's, acceptance rate. That's really exciting. Yeah. And yeah. now you know. Like, you're, 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 you'll
0: do something next year. You're 100% that bitch,
1: Jack. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so, go back to Chris. Sorry.
0: That's okay.
1: Uh, This episode
0: I half love and half hate. I love everything to do with Barney and Robin and also the captain. I hate the Ted storyline. And for the first time in the show, I really do not like Lily. She is just awful and unrealistic about life. It's true. Because mm-hmm. of this, my legendary moment is obviously Robin wishing she could go back in time because she cannot kick the story that Lily is telling in the nuts. <laughs> it combines what I love about this sh- this episode, <coughs> kicking what I hate about this episode in the nuts. <laughs> Thank you for all the work you put into this, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. All right, Caitlin, what is your legendary moment from this episode? It's it's. There's so much in it
1: i know because like i love i just love the episode i'm just gonna say that i can't really choose because like i want to say i love robin and barney together yeah. i love that he finds out who his dad is like that whole storyline is so mm-hmm. great i love marshall and lily together um fuck zoe but i love them ted's like snarky to her
0: yeah yeah I can't yeah, really yeah. decide on
1: what Not that's what happens when the episode's so tight and balanced
0: um really stress maybe Oh, Lily's dress. That's a good one. Lily's dress is a standout in this episode. It's a, it's a tie for me, but I'll give it to the the extinct Marshall conversation. Like, Marshall, mm. extinct Marshall talking to, to present-day Lily. Like, that whole moment is just really yeah. touching and sweet. And, it really is. Yeah. I love the Barney thing, but we're going to get lots, of, lots more of Barney ahead. So I'll give it to, oh, yeah. to Lily for this one yeah well thanks for listening see you next time for (laughs) glitter Glitter! so fun you guys are ready for another robin sparkles episode i am so we will see you back here in two weeks send your legendary moments now to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com make sure you put glitter in the subject line so we don't lose it If you love this recap, you can leave us an Apple podcast review that helps other Mm -hmm. people find us. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And we hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All, who has a new song out that I I will put on our Twitter. Nice. Bye, Caitlin! Bye, everybody! Bye,